0: Welcome to the Inspired Way Podcast. (laughs) Podcast. This show is designed to inspire and empower you to face the daily storms of life with passion, strength, and courage. We believe that we can be transformed by the testing of these storms, growing stronger, not wavering in our faith, and a knowing that our endurance will be strengthened. And when it is all said and done, we'll be perfect and complete, body, soul, and spirit. For we seek to control the controllables and nothing more. Our goal with this show and company is to keep a posture of learning by renewing our minds daily and taking action on what we have learned so that when the storms of life come our way, we are ready to face the storm. We are ready to face the storm. Hey, my friends, welcome back to the Inspired Way podcast. I am Tim Douglas, and I am your host. So thankful that you are here. You might be wondering, what is the Inspired Way? It is the way of the buffalo. It is heading into the storm, facing the storm with passion, strength, and courage, just as our intro says. And uh, we're not being cowards. We're not running from the storm. We're actually running into the storm, just as the buffalo do. And so this conversation today, my episode today, my guest, Johnny Mack, and I headed into the storm. We tackle some very difficult conversation. That is very raw. We'll get into that in just a moment, but before we get into that, I wanted to remind you all of our sponsors and our partners. Super excited to have them on board. Naked Warrior Recovery is one of them. If you haven't tried their products out, what are you waiting for? Basically, it's like You don't have anything to worry about. Try the product. If you don't like it, return it. Uh, Get your money back. It's one of those types of products, one of those deals like you don't like it, get your money back. So uh, Naked Warrior Recovery was actually founded by Will Brenham. He is a USA Navy SEAL Veteran and uh, super excited to have him as a friend and as a sponsor of this show. He makes some great products I use super greens every single day. I use uh, the gummies at nighttime and then uh, the Navy Seal energy drinks as well and then the the muscle rub which works really good because I know some of you are gearing up for adventures and uh, activities this spring and summer and so we all need a recovery and so these products help us recover quickly and get us back on uh, the trail, get us back on the road, get us back in the life, whatever we're doing. And so check them out. Uh, check out the code in the, the link in the bio below. Um, use Buffalo 20 to get 20% off your products. And again, no questions asked. If you don't like it, return it and uh, we'll give you money back. Also Salty Britches as you guys are gearing up uh, make sure you got Salty Britches on and uh, it's, it's a great ointment I I I would tip I would say I know it's probably not uh uh, maybe appropriate, but I would say it is the world's best <laughs> ointment for anti-chafing, anti chafing, um, anti blistering. It's uh, just a, a nice skin soother. You put it on and forget about it, man. Forget it. Don't worry about the chafing. Put it on and just rock and roll so i've been using this product as a matter of fact when i was introduced to this product i had a spot that i was chafing on a very long height we did about 14 miles i had a chafing spot just on the inside of my crotch actually uh, which sounds kind of weird but hey those things happen anywhere you got some rub going <laughs> and so i, I put some uh, salty britches on there boom uh the next day i woke up put some more and then i didn't feel it at all and uh, no more chafing, no more pain, no more discomfort. So this stuff really works. also been out on hikes where I rub it on my feet now. I rub it on my hips. And uh, there was a spot where I was feeling like a little blister come on. A little hot spot, so to speak, and I stopped, rubbed it on there, boom. Uh, the rest of the trip had no worries, no issues. So thank you, Salty Britches, for an amazing product, another USA-made product. Make sure you get get your hands on this and uh, try it out. Uh, and uh, the link in the show notes will get you there. And use Inspire 20 to get yourself 20% off. All right. Johnny Mack is the host of the Soulful Hunter series, and he's also the founder of Washington Backcountry. Their mantra is mentorship is conservation and uh what an amazing guy what amazing product and and service that he is doing just to kind of help mentor people in the hunting world he's only been doing it for about five or six years from my understanding but he's just really been thrown into it loves it so much that he's trying to uh, really mentor others and conserve the beauty of hunting and uh he has he does amazing hunts i've seen some film on it as a matter of fact he placed third in Badlands Film Festival here not that long ago with his film, his little short film of Soul Seeker. And it was really this story of how he found himself uh, by hunting, going out and hunting and found his soul. And really what his soul longs for and longs to do. And we get into that in this episode. But I want to warn you, this episode as I start to get into, as we go into it, it's very raw, uh, very uh, very vulnerable. Uh, if that's you know, I know some people don't like that word. It's being thrown around a lot right now in these days, but it's so true. This is a very open, very authentic, very just real and show up type of uh, sh- uh, show or episode. And yeah, it gets very emotional uh, very quick uh, from both of us. So uh, Johnny gets very emotional telling his story. As I share this, as I'm introing this, I'm starting to get emotional just thinking about that episode and what happened. And so, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's very raw. It's very real and uh, let me know what you guys think about it. It's kind of funny because Johnny and I, towards the end of the episode, we start laughing. We're like, I wonder if anybody's still listening to this because <laughs> it was very, uh, very different. That's for sure. Very different. And the intro is very different. I We just kind of jump in and we just kind of chat. I hit record and uh, we dive right in. So I hope you like this one. Let me know what you think. Um, it is very different. All right. Without further ado, here is my conversation with Johnny. Johnny Mac, how's your morning going? By the way,
1: uh, it's it's busy. It's busy. <laughs> it's busy. it's uh, good. Uh, it's it's. Uh, yesterday was an interesting day. Yeah, we looked at a house, looked at property, or I did, and trying to figure out if we want to make an offer or not. The house was a disappointment. The property was phenomenal. Wow.
0: And wow. yeah, you was this the, was this the property you were talking about uh, with the four acres? that backs up against state land nice yeah
1: yeah dude i I was like oh my gosh it's the playground yeah for the kids uh but the house was a disappointment for a year and a half old wow it was beat up looked like it's been lived in for 10 years yeah yeah and our house that we currently live in is the same age it was built Mm. the same year and so knowing how our house is going into that i was like oh this is gonna be phenomenal and it wasn't and i was like no
0: (laughs) so um (laughs) So our our listeners are probably like, what the heck's going on right now? Uh, We just hopped right on into this. And I like that because you and I have already recorded on your podcast and some of them may have known you because or know of you uh, because your episode with me has dropped sooner, uh, me on your podcast, let's put it that way. And so maybe some of our listeners have gone over to check out. Uh, your podcast hopefully that's the goal Um, but uh, if they haven't let's uh, let's jump in like who is Johnny Mac like what is Johnny Mac all about
1: Yeah, yeah, Tim, thank you so much for having me on uh, The Inspired Way. Well, first off, I just want to say thank you listeners for tuning into this episode. I really appreciate it. I'm a big fan of Tim and researching and digging into his message and everything. I was like, The Inspired Way, that is so awesome because I was always taught that inspired people inspired people. Mm. And so, it really spoke to me talking, uh, hearing about the Buffalo, Basin Storm and all that. So, I just want to give a shout out to you, Tim, and say what you're doing and and what you're putting out into the world is changing lives. And it's really impressive and it's fun to be a part of. So thank you so much for having me on the podcast.
0: Hey man, thank you uh, for doing this and thank you for having me on yours. So this is, this is awesome. So, Who's Johnny will Give us a little history on Johnny Mac, and uh, and we can dive into the storms and stuff here in a little bit, but give us a little bit of a snippet of who who you are and what what things you like to do.
1: Yeah. Well, so for those of you who, uh, who are new to listening, I'm Johnny Mac. I am the host of the Soulful Hunter podcast. I'm also the founder of an organization up in the Northwest of the United States called Washington Backcountry that focuses on hunter recruitment and mentorship. And then besides that, I'm also a middle school phys ed. Health teacher, a father of three young, adorable, amazing boys. Awesome, and uh, a husband to an amazing, amazing wife, Megan. And uh, we we're living it. Who am I? I'm just a dude that loves to love life, loves to be active, loves the outdoors, and wants to share that with the world.
0: Awesome, yeah, man. Uh, you are an amazing dude. I'll say that. So, first <laughs> of all, how, how was uh, we just came off of uh, as we're recording this? We just came off of uh, Valentine's day weekend. So how was, did you treat your wife well over the weekend?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Put me on the spot. Yeah. Uh, So here's a little, little background on my wife and I, my wife and I met. Uh, man, how many years ago? I guess eight years. This, yeah, it's eight years ago, I met my wife, okay. and we met on PlentyofFish.com, a dating app, and we met at the Wait, end of G. June- what app again? Plenty of Fish. You know, like Pl- there's plenty of fish in the sea.
0: You know. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so this is not like the country girls aside, or I don't know. It's like no. country.com, or yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Farmers only. <laughs> farmers only. Like there we go. <laughs>
1: yeah. No. We so we met on uh, PlentyofFish.com at the end of January, beginning of February. And so when Valentine's Day rolled around two weeks later, we were still getting to know each other. And so it was like, how do you justify making Valentine's Day special when you're still yeah. just filling out the waters? And so that really kind of just set the tone for our marriage. She doesn't really celebrate Valentine's day. And it also helped that we were so new in our relationship that Valentine's day to us is just another day in our relationship, which is a lot of fun, not downplaying that for other people. Um, but just a little background, I met my wife, I fell in love with her, love at first sight. Mm-hmm. So Valentine's Day came around, I was shopping for a wedding ring already. I, pr- wow. I proposed, uh, bought the ring probably about a month after we met. I proposed March 23rd and we got married June 22nd, 2013. On. So it was like, hey, when you know what you want, you go for it. And you, yeah, and- I mean, you
0: caught the fish, man, might as well <laughs> reel it in.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So- <laughs>
0: That is awesome. All right. So I can reel this back in for our listeners. Uh, Thank you for joining us today. Super excited that you're here. Um, Johnny actually mentioned part of, uh, you know, the heart and soul of this, this podcast is facing storms with passion, strength, and courage. And we learned that by watching a cow and a buffalo and how they face their storms. A cow will see a storm coming, run the opposite direction, and by doing so, increases the amount of time, stress, and frustration in pain that they deal with that storm. However, the buffalo on the other hand sees the exact same storm, faces the storm, and by doing so decreases the amount of time, stress, and frustration that they have to deal with that exact same storm. And so uh, my guest today, Johnny, has actually faced some storms in his life. And one there's one in particular, Johnny, I'd love for you to start in and just kind of talk about uh, that storm that you have faced maybe through your childhood and then kind of how you got into this this world that you're in now uh, with Washington backcountry, hunting, uh, the soulful podcast, kind of leading up into that, but like, first of all, like, what what was that storm like for you, and uh, how did you choose to face it? Man, Tim, that is
1: such a great question. Thank you so much for for just providing the platform for me to share this. So, I'm the youngest of two children in a in a household. Uh, my father was a school teacher, a hall of fame football coach here in the state of Washington. My mother was an artist. Uh, my father, strict Catholic family, he was one of thirteen children uh just full we were the only considered Protestants in the family but I think it was more based off of how my mom wanted to make sure we were raised mm-hmm. rather than uh, my father so there was always a conflict uh, my mother was uh, we is Protestant based but came from a Jewish family as well so you have the Jewish culture wow, yeah. the Catholic culture. And it's just really, there's the Jewish guilt, the, the Catholic guilt, you know, like if you're not <laughs> living true. to the certain standard, like how dare you share it with the world, like keep keep your business your business and don't talk about it. So I was raised in a household that I would just, the easiest way to say it was confusing. I never knew what I was going to be getting day to day. Uh, and when I say I didn't know what I was getting, I didn't know what type of reactions I was going to get out of my parents, more specifically my father. Mm. And really, I think this is the first time I've actually shared this on a podcast. So as I'm talking about this, my heart right now is is racing and I feel wow. a little, I feel some nerves coming up right now. So listeners, I apologize if I, I got to take a, a, a breath here because this is, this to take me back to my childhood. And, and Hey, this is
0: you and me talking.
1: I know. I know. Let's just
0: let's just uh, let's do this. It's you and so, me, man.
1: I don't have a lot of memories of my childhood. Mm. I have blacked them out, blanked them out, mm. uh, and I don't. I don't know. I don't know why. I can. I can imagine as an adult why. Sure. But yeah. As a child, get, give you some listeners some perspective. I have a six-year-old, a four-year-old, and a one-and-a-half-year-old. Amazing little children, and I want to raise them in a household filled with love. I want to raise them in a household where they're not afraid of the reaction in which their parents are going to deliver to them, and that if something wrong or bad happens, that they don't feel like that is the end all be all, and that love is removed from them. I know as a father of a four-year-old, my four-year-old, the last thing he he thinks about in his life is is the feelings that I had as a kid. When I was four years old, one of my specific memories is wanting to run away from my house. Wow! I don't know why. I, I don't, I like I said, I don't have many memories from it, but my childhood was confusing. I wanted to run away at four years old. At six years old, I bounced around from schools, like just starting from kindergarten and moving on. Um, I was always searching for love, for unconditional love, for attention. Mm. Um, and I wasn't getting it. Whether I was, man, Tim. I'm having Mm. a hard time talking about this right now. It's all good, man. It's all good. Um, It was hard. It was hard. I don't know why. And I wish I I knew. Mm. I'm actually tearing up just talking about this right now. Mm. My brother and I are three years old, or three years apart in age. Two and a half years, really. Like, when I was a a junior or sophomore in high school, he was a senior. We were raised, in my mind, to be enemies or to constantly compete against each other. Mm. It felt like we were only children. Mm. Like I was the only child in my household. My brother was an only child, and yet here we are coexisted. And there's fun times in my in my childhood and memories that I remember. But oh my gosh, there's a lot of times that were just brutal. From from my memory, I don't know whether it's like what type of abuse. I really effaced, but emotional abuse is a real thing that is constantly discarded in this world. Yeah. People don't realize how much emotional abuse or emotional distress eats at the hearts and minds and souls of people. Yeah. That everything can look great on the outside. Our household looked like it was the, the perfect household. Two handsome, well-spoken, all-American children. They were polite, used manners, rarely got in trouble. Although my brother, he always feels like he was more like the Zach Morris of the family. (laughs) Which is funny because, and I I know I'm jumping around a little bit here. Because in my my mind, my, my words are scrambled. Sure. How my brother and I viewed each other. Was that he was the black sheep of the family, but he viewed me as the black sheep of oh, the wow. family. Yeah. And so that just kind of paints that picture of like how we viewed each other as like enemies or opposites, or we we saw in each other that you're not fitting into the norm, but we also pursued things that we would search for love in all the all the places we could. And when you're not getting what you want in life, you're going to go find it. And Mm. for me, I looked for acceptance in multiple, multiple areas of my life. Now, listeners, I'm going to try to bring you up to 30 years of experience and history. But my parents, they stayed married. Constant yelling, Mm. constant fighting. I remember being in middle school and my parents were like, my mom would be like, Hey, your dad's getting better. Your dad's getting better. I'm like, my dad's getting better. What it? What does that even mean? I mean? Yeah. I mean, if I said that to my to my children today, hey guys, your mom's getting better. Well, what's wrong with her in the first place?
2: Mm.
1: You know, like, there's a lot of times we we just this goes back to the Catholic guilt, the Jewish guilt. We're we just kind of brush it under the rug make sure we have a nice facade, yeah, make sure we, yeah, yeah. we feel confident, comfortable to what we show to the world is not what we show in our own house. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me, guys. I, mm. Well, literally, literally, I'm choked up, like, yeah. to Take take a breath. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to carry this through and make this more of an enjoyable podcast to listen <laughs> to, <laughs> to for all of you. Like you're yeah. listening to a therapy session right here. <laughs> um, and so that was the type of household that I lived in. My brother and I rarely went to the same schools. Mm. I, I went, uh, so kindergarten, I went to a different school than my brother. When I was first through third grade, we went to the same school. Fourth grade, I went to a different school. Halfway through fourth grade, I went to another different school. Wow. In fifth grade, I went back to another different school. In sixth grade, I went to a different school in which I was supposed to go based off of where I lived. My brother also went to that for a little bit. But halfway through my sixth grade year, I went back to a different school. My seventh grade year, I went back to that school in which I was uh, not supposed to go. And I finished that out seven through nine. And I was there for, with my brother for one year out of that. Then he went to the local high school in our town. And I went to a different high school that my father taught and coached at. And mm-hmm. so here, here's this picture once again, of us living like individual, yeah, separated. Now, whether or not my parents were, did that on purpose I know that I was bullied a ton growing up. Um, so a little, a little history about me and, and my pursuit of the wild and the outdoors. I am an athlete. I was athlete. I am athletic. I guess you would say, um, I love competing. I played college football. I played college lacrosse. Oh, cool. I was a uh, three sport varsity athlete in high school. Um, I could have played college baseball and- And, but college football was like my calling or what I thought was my calling because my dad was a football coach and I was a mini father, a mini, a mini me to my dad. Mm. In my adult life, I went to the same university that he did. And I only chose that university because it was convenient for my father to come watch me play football at. I turned down some full ride scholarships to schools out in the Dakotas and stuff. And to this day, I'm like, man, what would be, my, what would my life be like if I would have done this differently?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, listeners, I do not live with regret. I love my life today, this present moment where I'm at. I am grateful and thankful for the lessons in which life has taught me because I am a firm believer. And it took me until maybe three years ago. To really understand that life happens for us, it doesn't happen Mm. to us. Yeah, yeah. So I am not a result of the circumstances in my life. They just allowed me to view the world in a way that allows me to be very reflective Mm. and know what I do and do not want for myself and for my family moving forward. Yeah. So I, I do want to pull the positive out of all this. Um, so here I was, I went to the same university. My father went to, I, um, got a degree in the same degree field that he did.
2: Oh wow! Originally,
1: originally I wanted to join the military. I saw Black Hawk down my senior year of high school. 9-11 happened. 2001 yeah. uh, was my senior year of football. I mean, dude, I was like, come on, baby. I want to jump out of helicopters, be surrounded. Army yeah, Rangers yeah. is what I wanted to be, but I knew that I wanted to play football, so I pursued that, and I was like, well, I can always join later on and be an officer once I have a degree, so ended up not pursuing the military, got a degree in teaching. I hated school. I never wanted to go to, <laughs> never to, go to college, and here I am still teaching, and I'm 15 years deep into my teaching career, Yeah. so I ended up out of the entire state of Washington to get placed for a student teaching location. I got placed in the exact same school that my father taught at and that I wow. grew up in as a child. And as I know it's random. I didn't, I didn't request it. I don't know how it happened. Once again, life happens for us, not to us. Um, and then I started coaching football with my father, uh, which I thought was awesome until I realized that the amount of energy I'm putting into other people's children when I started to have my own and having it feeling like the energy I was putting into people was being wasted. Hmm. You know, it's the saying, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. Yeah. Right. So that was something that always ran through in my head and I'm like, okay, I'm putting this energy into these, these students, these kids, these athletes, They don't even want to be coached or taught or all this. And so my, my father, one of the sayings that he always said was, well, yeah, you can't lead a horse to water or you can lead a horse to water. You can't make a drink, but you can hold its head underwater. And I'm like, okay, now I don't really remember that to be as impactful to me, to my brother. He, he refers to that every now and then, but now as a parent, I'm like, geez, Louise, yeah. And it, that that's quite a statement. So, I don't mean mean to like just belittle my parents or talk low about them, but this is a part of the things that have shaped me as a human. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I currently do not speak with my mother or my father anymore.
2: Mm. And it
1: was about four, let's see here. 4 years ago, I was coaching with my father. My dad was preparing me to become the next head football coach. I was, I was my dad's legacy. I, you know, drove the same car as him, worked at the same building as him, had the same degree as him, went to the same university as him. I'm going to be his next, uh, football, you know, head coach that he gets to pass the torch on to.
0: Yeah. You're his protege.
1: I was his protege and I thought I wanted it, but what I realized is I was wanting the love and acceptance of a mm-hmm. father. Yeah. Rather than actually I didn't I was living his dream in my eyes. Now I look at that I'm like well, I'm not living the life that I want for myself. You know, I I started to you know, I always had this call upon my soul. I love to backpack. I love to be outdoors. And when I started to realize that I could hunt And backpack at the same time, I was like, oh my goodness, this is, (laughs) this is incredible. But then being a football coach, you're, you're dedicated to football in hunting season. And not only that, but being a head football coach is a year round job.
2: Yeah. So you gotta,
1: you gotta sacrifice other things. Yeah. And so I'm like, okay, do I want to sacrifice what I want? For the dream of somebody else, mm. or do I want to allow room and space for myself to really identify who I am, what I want, and and to pursue the dreams that Johnny Mac wants? Yeah, and and so all this happens for us, right? So I, I keep saying that. Well, four years ago, I was about to have my second child with my wife in the middle of football season, and going into that season. Everything exploded or imploded, depending on how you look at it. My family structure of what I thought was a healthy family fell apart. Mm. My mom ran away from my dad one day and just disappeared, went into hiding from my father. Wow. Now (laughs) I don't talk to my mom either. So when I say this, a lot of things i don't know what the truth is i don't know what the truth mm-hmm. is however actions speak louder than words and my father ended up breaking a lot of boundaries with me when i was like okay i'm going to coach with you this season but you, you let's keep it professional and he started breaking boundaries with me breaking boundaries with me and i was i was i was had, had it i was like okay i'm not coaching with you anymore i'm giving up coaching this is my last season I'm going to pursue the things I want. I'm being a father. I want to invest time into my children. And at the same time, I, I was like, I got to get out of here. I was searching for all sorts of things. I applied for a job in Texas and in state of Texas as a, ironically, as a head coach.
0: Funny And,
1: and, but cause I thought, well, maybe I do want this. Maybe I just need a change of scenery.
0: Sure. Yeah.
1: And so the. The fight or flight inside us as human beings, my, I was so fearful. I mm-hmm. wanted to run away rather than facing the storm. Yeah. I wanted to be a cow. I wanted to be a cow. And, and eventually that storm catches up to us. Like you always talk about. Yeah. So I tried to get a job in Texas. So I applied and being that I worked under my father and he was my head coach that for a letter of recommendation or uh, reference who was the last coach you worked under. Uh, so I put down my father's name, email address, phone number, as well as a couple other people, one being the principal of the high school and athletic director didn't think anything of it, submitted it, bam, bada bing, being a boom next morning. I get an email from the athletic director at the local high school. And he's like, Hey, I saw that you uh, just applied for something in Texas. Are, is this for real? And instantly, it didn't even matter what the athletic director said. I knew my dad now knows that yeah. I am leaving. Turns out my father never filled out the letter of reference form for me mm. because he said, well, I would expect that as a, uh, uh, an assistant coach looking for a letter of recommendation, that you would come talk to me about this first rather than just apply. And I, that, that was the, the straw that broke the camel's back. And I was like, you don't want the best for your own child to the point where you won't fill out a letter of recommendation, mm-hmm. regardless of whether or not your own child talks to you in person about it. Yeah. Now, the reason why I also didn't talk to him in person about this was a month prior I had to kick him out of my house on my child. My first son's birthday wow, he came out. He came over. They were, my parents were fighting over the divorce. Well, fighting over the divorce. My mom was gone. I had no idea where she was. I wasn't in communication with her. Hmm. You know, my dad, I, I saw him, but I was getting exhausted and he broke some boundaries and to the point where he came over on my oldest son's birthday and he, brushed it under the rug like what he did never happened yeah and listeners i don't even want to go into all this stuff but but just know that when you don't acknowledge issues it makes them larger yeah
2: yeah, and so
1: he he and so i had to call him out on him and be like you didn't even apologize for what you did and he's like well i'm sorry now or Mm. i sent a text i sent a text message i was like a text message when you're talking about the level of boundary breaking that you did does not cut it. And so we ended up getting the fight first time I really ever fought with my father to the point, not physical. I never, sure. I never got physical. However, I wanted to get physical. Like I didn't even know I had that extra gear in me mm. that just wanted to go. Yeah. And you hear, hear these stories of, you know, children, uh, or youth or brothers or siblings fighting as, as kids or them going to blows with their parents, right. or, you know, all sorts of stuff. I'm like, man, that's yeah. sounds so weird that you, you would even want to as an adult. Now I totally get it where it's like, the worst thing you want to do is physically hurt the person that you love or that you've grown to love. Yeah but yet you are driven to such anger mm. that that you only like, like a Bart Simpson, a Homer Simpson, a Bart Simpson, mm-hmm. you know, when he's like choking him and Bart's like, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> yeah. you know, it makes it funny on a, on a cartoon. Right. If that's real life. Yeah.
0: That's, that's not funny. Yeah. That's
1: not that's not funny. And so that was kind of this, this journey and part of the storm. And like I said, I was jumping all over the place with that, but but that led me to realize something is wrong and it's time mm. to reevaluate how I view the world and what
0: do I want. So let's back up real quick before we go into the next you know season of your life um w- because, yeah, I, I mean, I, I, that's the first time I've heard, you know, some of those facts as well. I mean, I knew your relationship with your dad and I knew of your brother's uh, relationship and a little bit between you two. But, you know, I didn't know like, OK, I'd, you drive the same car, you coach at the same high school, you're assistant to him, all these different things. Yet this is this is well into your adult life career, you know, where you're coaching, you're doing things, you're modeling after, so to speak, uh, some things. So, but yet this is years down the road from like early childhood where it was rough. Um, You got very emotional at the very beginning, just remembering some of that. Yet here you are years later in this role that you are his protege What were, what were the emotions like the emotions that you felt earlier in the podcast here, this episode that we started recording to when you were back then actually in that process, how did you, how did you, you know, like, was it kind of like you were saying, trying to run from the storm, heading down to Texas, but how did you deal with those things emotionally then?
1: I stuffed them Stuffed. I, I, I stuffed them. And like I said earlier, Mm. I can't remember. Yeah. I can't remember a lot of my childhood. Yeah. Like when I talk with my six-year-old, my kindergartner, he'll be like, hey, remember those houses we used to live in and all these different things? And I'm like, okay, maybe those memories won't last until he's 30 years old. Maybe they will. Yeah. But he's talking to me about this. Like he remembers. And I'm like, man, I can't remember jack squat Mm. of my childhood. Yeah. And I I know that when we stuff our emotions, we stuff our feelings. We come out in different ways. It Mm. it comes out in different ways, right? Like life is energy. It's a flow, right? Death brings life. Life brings death the circle of life, all this stuff. And, and so what, you know, equal and well, Newton's law, right. Of Mm. of energy, right. Every action causes an equal and opposite reaction. Yeah. So when you're stuffing emotions or when you're blanking out things in your past, or you're not addressing the issues, it comes out in a different way. For me, Mm. for me, I started to, uh, pursue girls and unhealthy relationships with them. Um, you know, l- looking at pornography at a very young age, mm-hmm. at a, a young age,
2: mm-hmm.
1: a, a y- age, an age where I'm like, now being a father of of young boys, yeah, I'm like, right. no, that's not appropriate. Right? I mean, I'm not casting judgment on people. You know, that you you want to look at pornography that's that's you your decision to make however knowing what i know now as an adult and as someone who wants a healthy life Mm -hmm. if you want a healthy marriage and you want to be dedicated to your wife without any other outside thoughts then don't go searching for things in other areas because Mm -hmm. it's going to taint your view of of things going forward
0: yeah yeah I'll, I'll jump in real quick, you know, just on that subject alone, because that is, you know, I, I, I would say like I would say like I would encourage anybody to avoid it at all costs. Right. Because it is only destructive um, and it is destructive in our thoughts and our thinking and how we interact with whether it's the member of our, the opposite sex when we're trying to engage in a relationship whether it's a marital relationship or just, you know, we're trying to engage with a girlfriend, um, you know, or find our spouse uh, that is a destructive path to be on. Uh, and you don't definitely don't want to bring that stuff into a marriage. I'm um, speaking from experience, right. Um, that right. it does create issues, Um Even though it's like seems seemingly harmful at the beginning, you know, when you're you're an individual, but yet that crap finds its way in to your marital relationship. And for me, it's like I, I, you know, I'm so thankful that I got rid of that out of my life and don't want to desire to have it at all in my life, nor anyone else that, that I'm in association with, because I know that the destruction that it can bring and that it does bring. And so I just wanted to add that in there. Sorry, bro. Um, no, I,
1: I appreciate it. I, I think it's very, very poignant. And the thing is, is once again, every action creates an equal yeah, and opposite reaction. Yeah. So if you find the pleasure in looking up pornography, that is present time pleasure, but every action has a consequence and a consequence is neither positive nor negative. It is just a reaction to an action. So consequence is something that we do have to live with. You know, I, I get to, I don't have to, I get to live with the consequences of this podcast and the information I'm sharing, which is the mm, first right. time I've shared this publicly. Yeah. Like I'm already thinking like, Oh man, okay. What, what are people going to think of me here? what are yeah, people right. going to view me as, or what if a student of mine that I teach, a middle school student searches me up and finds this podcast. And then they're like, Oh, Mr. Mack. Yeah, but but once again, that's fear-based,
0: right? That's that's
1: living in fear, yeah, of fear of judgment. Um, That is not that's not living in the in the presence of love, yeah, right? Because yeah, judgment love casts out all. Exactly,
0: a hundred percent. And love and judgment cannot coexist in the same place, right? And so we judge ourselves. Uh, and so therefore we, we cast that judgment out and versus if we were to love more, even loving ourselves, loving like the growth that we're like here, I'll throw this out there because I don't want you to feel like you're all alone in this <laughs> because I just had this conversation with my son, man. Um, I can totally relate to, and you don't even know this about me. And so this is kind of why we're throwing this out there to the world. Uh, to hear all of this, and nobody really knows this about me. Um, our stories can relate i mean I relate to your story way more than you can imagine. Um, m- my parents my parents never argued a lot um I didn't hear it a lot, but it happened, but I didn't hear it a lot um but my dad would have these these blow ups um and just these outrages, and here I am, you know find myself married, kids, and I'm having these outbursts where I'm like, you know, it's gotta be my way or no way or blah, you know, and I'm just you know, just very emotionally driven, very just kind of, ah, you know, and I would react on just anything would trigger me. You know, and it's like walking on eggshells for a while, you know, and it's like they didn't know, like, what the heck happened? Like, whoa, what the heck just happened? This storm just blew through here and now it's gone like that was crazy. And chasing some of those things back were, was some of it was the sin that was in my life at the time and the stuff that I was dealing with, the shame, the judgment, the things that I was feeling I, all that negative energy, that reaction was coming out and it was spewing out onto others. Yeah. And now I'm having a, a conversation just as of a week ago where my son, you know, was like, Hey, well, you know, you had your shortcomings. I'm like, well, what were they? You know, and he, he mentions these things. He mentions the blowups. He mentions the, you know, the strictness and some of these other things. And so, dude, I, I'm, I'm tracking with you a hundred percent. And it's, it's not, I don't, I didn't like it. I'm not proud of that as a father of how I raised my kids, you know, because we were in the church. And so I totally resonate with what you're talking about too. Oh, hey, on Sundays, everything's perfect. Everything's great, but mm. like what's really going on. And yeah. I think there's so much, there's, there's way more of that than probably what's admitted. And so I'm here to say, Hey, I admit that those things happened in my life. No more. Right because i am i am proud of the the journey that i've been on to to correct and to to shift and change some of that and now all i can do is love back to my kids the way i should have loved them in the first place because you know my kids you know all of them have have some you know if we want to call it trauma from some of those episodes where literally i would go into a blackout rage i've never admitted that to anybody else but you know, and I, I couldn't even remember what, what happened. Yeah. And, and dang, man, sorry, <laughs> man. No, Tim, this is a, this is a deep,
1: <laughs> this is real. This is real and a raw podcast. I've never experienced something like this, man. And I'm, I'm proud of you for sharing it as well. Thank you for, mm-hmm. thank you for journeying with me yeah. right now.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's uh, I see your face. I see mm-hmm. the emotion that that you that you're experiencing. And I just want to acknowledge you for that. And also say this, my courage in this moment has now caused you to have courage in your moment Mm. to share and listeners. I want you to understand something that if you feel like you're lacking courage and you don't want to be the only one, when you are the only one, it creates space for other people to join you. Yeah. Yeah. And and I want to go back to my childhood because i started to touch on this and I lost track of where I was at because emotions started to well up in me. So here I was being an athlete and, but, uh, but on top of being an athlete, you know, typically you get your, your dumb jock stigma,
0: right? Yeah. You know, like, Oh,
1: he's just a dumb jock. Well, I wasn't a dumb jock. I was a 4.0 student that took wow. honors classes that, uh, that wanted to be accepted and loved. I did not feel love at home. I did not feel accepted at home. Now, when I say that, I'm, I'm talking about my feelings. Sure. Yes, there are moments where my, my, or times where my parents would hug me and tell me they love me and all that. But something inside of me did not feel loved. And it, maybe, it may, I'm not gonna use the word maybe, it stemmed from my house. I don't know what, I know, I know experiences. I didn't feel true love. So here I was not getting true love at home. And then when I went to school and you know, you heard me talk about how I jumped around school so much. Then not only did I not get love at home, I wasn't building any sort of community at school. Yeah. Cause I was jumping around it a a Mm. lot. And then on top of that, here I am some quote unquote Christian boy that if you go, if you were ever raised in a church and you went to youth group, like the people that showed up to youth group on Wednesday nights were not your typical athletes or, and and, and maybe I'm projecting, but this is how sure. I viewed the world. Okay. Yeah, so, sure. so just to understand that this is my view of the world, whether it's the reality perception and reality can be two different things. Correct. So just, just follow along with me on that. When I, you know, the youth group churchy style kid I didn't connect with. I didn't connect with the brainiacs of AP classes and honors classes and quote unquote nerds of the world because I could connect with them mentally, but they weren't going to go throw a football with me or yeah, go you right. know, climb some trees. Like there wasn't that. And then at the same time, the, the jocks, in this group of people, they want to connect with me on a mental level. Like they wouldn't allow themselves to go deep.
2: Mm, yeah. And so
1: here I, I was a misfit. I, I, I am on the land of misfit toys from uh, Rudolph the Red Nose Reindeer. <laughs> that was that was my childhood. I was a person who, if you created a Venn diagram of all these different circles, I was at the center of it, connecting being the bridge for all these other people wow, yeah. and not, and not feeling any sort of community or support connection in, my, in my own life. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so uh, just expanding on that, just a little bit more. So I didn't feel love at home. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel connection or community at home. I didn't feel it in. And this is why I actually hate. I, 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 mean, I use the word hate right there. Like I'll be mm-hmm. careful with my words because I just powerful. <laughs> I really, don't trust, I, I don't trust religion.
2: Mm.
1: I love God. 100%. Without question. But I do not trust religion. And, uh, instead of saying, but I do not trust, and I do not trust religion because they are both accurate, not one negating the other. Right. And I do not trust religion. And I didn't fit in with sports Mm. teams. And I didn't fit in, in my class. And I went to schools that weren't within my community. So my friends, my neighborhood kids, I had no connection with. Mm. And I was alone. And I think one of the biggest blessings and biggest struggles is the fact that I'm in my head all the time. The dialogue, mm. I get, I go, you know, people call it daydreaming, mm. but I disassociate from my physical realm and I'm in yeah. my head nonstop. Nonstop having conversations with myself. Do they like this? Do I like this? Do I want to do this? Blah, 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 blah. blah you know, <laughs> and I recently read a book called The Untethered Soul. Oh, right. That, yes. That, uh, oh my gosh, that's the most powerful and inspiring book I've ever read in my entire life.
0: I've heard of it. I have not read it.
1: It is uh, very... You were telling me about it. Man, may, potentially... I. It's an, I guess it's not the book for everybody, but it did its job for me because it addressed the fact of who am I, mm, Yeah, you know, because you led off the podcast and that's why it's like so interesting to say, who is Johnny Matt? Who am I? Mm. I am a person that wants to be loved. I am someone who wants to be accepted. I'm someone who wants to share my joy for the world with the world.
2: Mm.
1: I want to see smiles reflected back in this world, to, to see joy, to see thriving. And I'm tearing up right now saying this because, because being a teacher is not me. I am a father. Mm. That, that is a part of who I am. I'm a husband, but you remove my wife from the equation. Does my life just continue on as the same? Mm. I mean, my hands are up. Like, yeah, yeah, maybe, you know what I mean? Because, My wife, she has her own goals in life. I have my own goals in life and it doesn't mean they merge. We can join, we can join them, but we're individuals apart from everything. Yes, I am still myself apart from my children. I'm still myself apart from my wife. I'm still myself apart from my job. And because, so who is Johnny Mac? Who? And so, living this life of chasing after someone else's dream, which I did not even recognize it. I didn't even realize that I was doing that. And that's yeah. the biggest issue I think in society these days is that people constantly bombard themselves with so much distraction or what I like to call as buzz yeah, that they don't get the moment to address the question of what do they want?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: You know, more often than not, when I ask somebody, what do they want? They giggle because they're like, I don't know. And like, well, why don't you know what you want?
0: Yeah, come on.
1: Why? Well, no one else is going to know what you want. Right. right? Yeah, if you yeah. don't know what you want. How are you ever going to get anywhere in life that fulfills your own soul? Yeah, yeah. Um, because you can get a lot of places in life, but then, but it says in the Bible that you can gain the whole world lose and lose your, your soul.
2: soul.
1: Mm. I had no idea where my soul was. Mm. And I'm, te- I'm tearing up. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Powerful dude. Powerful.
1: So it took the courage. It took the courage to say, I know what I do not want to open the door for what I potentially could want. Mm. And this is where life happens for us, not to us, because we would never know the love of God, nor the presence of God, and how special it is if we didn't know the complete contrast to it. Because with if you, all you knew was sunny days, you wouldn't know what a storm was like to no, then enjoy a the sunny day. It's so good. And so okay. that, that's my journey. I'm still on it. Yeah, I'm always yeah. going to be on it. And the, that's the beauty in life. And so for you listeners, have hope, but identify what you want. Mm. And now also that what you want has consequences, yeah. such as if what you want doesn't align with you being married or having children and you have children and a wife or a spouse now it's time to reevaluate. I'm not saying surrender what you want for and then live an unhappy life because you're you want to stay with your wife and kids. I'm not saying don't have a wife and kids right. uh, because you only want to pursue what you want. Right. I also live in a mindset of abundance.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, it says in the Bible, Philippians four thirteen, that all things are possible. Yes. Right. So, so you know, all things. Knock and the door shall be open. Ask and you know, or seek and you shall find, ask and it will be given to you. Mm-hmm. So I and this is why I corrected myself earlier and and didn't use the word but I used the word and. Mm-hmm. I get to I get to pursue what I want and have a successful marriage. Yes. And be an amazing yes. father. And yes. be successful in my pursuits and journeys. Because yes. I live in a mindset of abundance, and I know that all things are possible. It is mm-hmm. the American dream. Yes. I get. What do you want? You want to head out west? You want to go make a better life for yourself? You know, thinking about the old old days and the uh, of America. Right. Like think about those people that journeyed off and just were like, "All right, we don't know what's out there, but we know." Yeah, I think something in our soul wants it.
0: Yeah. You know, and just the, the courage, you know, that that took the courage to like, oh, there's nothing else out there. Well, the courage to face it in the midst of the fear of like, what is out there? What is the unknown? And I think that's the thing about storms is, is that there is a lot of unknowns in the storm. There is a lot of things about facing something. There's a lot of, of uncertainty but yet it's the courage in the midst of that to step into it. And um, I want to back up just a little bit because you hit on so much stuff, my friend. <laughs> and uh, first of all, I'm, I'm, I'm thankful to be on this journey with you. Um, as, yeah. as you're discovering and uncovering all of this stuff, you know, I'm thankful to be a part of it. And one of the questions that came up and because you were talking about, uh, I can't even remember what you said, but I just like, oh, 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 there's a question there. So I wrote this question down. I heard it just last night on a, one of my favorite TV shows, um, uh, SIL Team. And one of the team guys, the uh, head guy was leaving. He had stepped away from the top spot and he's now in command uh, at the command center. But he's just it doesn't jive with his soul. It doesn't jive with who he is. And his girlfriend wants to go to San Diego, take this position so he can go down and become a SEAL instructor. And yet he sees his teammates, you know, spinning off, you know, and heading out to a mission. And it just was eating at him. And one of his, the number two dude could see this inside of him. And he asked them this question. Are you running towards something you think you want or away from something that you don't? Mm
2: -hmm.
0: And I was like, wow, what a powerful question. Yeah. Right. And so how many times have we been running, you know, running towards something that we think we want? Right. We think we want to be. Uh, you know, this or that, but yeah, it's, we're really running away from something that we don't want. And in his case, he didn't want to see his, his team go out without him. Right. He wanted to be there with them, but mm-hmm. he was running away from it as well. And so the things that we run away from, I wrote down, um, when you were just talking about completing, um, you know, talking about spouses and all these other things, it's like, you know, having this career path and these, these ideas and joys and passions that you have, your spouse has these others and they, they don't come, come, compete. You know, they help, you know, uh, they don't complete one another, but they're there within one another. In other words, complete. I, I don't like that. My spouse completes me. Because yeah, now I'm right. dependent on her to perform a certain way to complete something in me, and if she doesn't, right. now I feel empty. It's like your no. happiness
1: is dependent upon exactly. your wife's actions, emotions, yep. uh, physical connection. Right. You know, exactly. and all of a sudden it's like, well, I'm not happy in my marriage anymore because my wife, she's a blah blah blah, she's not, blah, blah not
0: completing blah. me. You know, you're supposed to complete yeah. me. Well, no, uh, you know. Um, and anyway, I just, you know, that was a little thing that I picked up when you were talking about that. And then, you know, it's just the other thing was finding community. You know, you yeah. were searching for community. You you felt lost. And, you know, here on this podcast, I've said it multiple times is that, you know, in the midst of a storm, in the midst of something, that's when you need community the most. You never see a buffalo. Like if you're if you're deciding like, hey, I want to I wanna charge into this storm, I'm going head first. Yeah. Well, you better have a bu- you better have uh, a bunch of buffaloes with you, right? Because yeah. you never see one buffalo heading into the storm alone. It's yeah. the herd. The entire herd runs in there together. So it's like find your community, find your herd. You know, let them know I'm going into a storm. I need you with me. You know, mm-hmm. and, and allow them to find that community. I mean, search for it. Do what you got to do, right? Um, and and you and I have found each other, and you know, and, yeah.
1: And can I just jump in here yeah. real
0: quick? And
1: finding your community—I don't want this to be a shortcoming for people where they then don't take the next step because right. they haven't yeah. found their community.
0: It's good, yeah.
1: This goes back to the courage thing, right? Yes. When you are courageous enough to face your storm and then share your storm, yes. yeah, it provides opportunity to people for people to come journey with you Mm, and to then build your community so that you don't have to go seek your community as long as you are staying in alignment with yourself and your wants and your desires everything else will naturally come just like for example a flock of geese that flies south for the winter right they Mm. fly in that v well does that does that goose that's in the front of that V can he visually see the other geese with them no because he's at the front yeah but when you're flying that community of support is right there with you yeah right so it does take the courage for you to go into uncomfortable places and through that just like uh lifting weights right you're never going to get stronger or get gains or make improvements unless you are putting yourself in uncomfortable positions.
0: Without resistance, if you, yeah.
1: Yeah, the resistance is what creates growth. Mm-hmm. So when you face your storm, and I am still facing yeah. storms, yeah, like you don't just overcome it right. one day. You don't yeah, just yeah. like Come like on, each man. moment is a moment of courage uh, of, of courage and requires a courageous mindset. You know, getting on this podcast, like I, you know, you could hear my podcast all day or share, hear my mission and then like, oh man, look, like Johnny Mac, he has it together. It's like, right. dude, I am, I am journeying, but yes. I'm just sharing my journey with other people and allowing other people to join me. And then we can band together
0: Yeah, because uh-huh. in the
1: Bible, it says one can chase a thousand, but two can chase 10,000 Yeah, totally. where one, where one falls down, the other's there to pick him up. Well, mm. it's a lot easier to say, Hey, do you guys want to come join me on this journey? Because this is where I'm heading. And then it provides people with the opportunity to be like, yeah, I'm hey, willing to, because I love you that.
0: Enough. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. Love it that. might be difficult, but because you're there, I'm willing to go.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So let's dive, let's uh, switch gears, uh, shift gears a little bit. Um, so are you help is, so you going into the wilderness, you, yeah backpacking hunting that's that's you i I, correct me if i'm wrong here but I, i see that as you facing your storm that's your way that 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 nourishes your soul that really just um invigorates you that helps you find out like no this is who johnny mac was created to be or this is what johnny mac was created to do Versus staying put in kind of like that awareness that you had. Well, wait a minute. No, I'm not going to build someone else's dream. I'm going to go build my dream. And like, what is yeah. that? Well, I love backpacking. Right. Yeah. And crap. I didn't even know I could have backpack and hunt at the same time. So now you find yourself doing this.
1: Yeah. So let me, let me uh, go full circle on you as well to answer this question, because you originally were talking about community, right? Yeah. And, and how that community of support is super, super special. So, By me making the decision to pursue something that I wanted, that fed my soul, I then realized what I was lacking Mm -hmm. and what I needed. And so from me pursuing my goal and having the courage to pursue the things that I wanted in life, it it opened the door or shined the light, just like a spotlight, right? Yeah, spot, you're only going to be able to see what the spotlight shows you. The minute that you turn the spotlight, you're like, oh, well, there's a weak spot or there's a strength or there's, oh, that's yeah. what I needed. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't you don't know what you don't know, right? And so, the minute that I journeyed, and when I say journey, I'm talking about the doing things, experiencing things, learning things. The minute I journeyed into the realm of pursuing what I wanted, it then challenged my courage and my fortitude as a man, because it's very easy to stay in your bubble mm-hmm. and live a life of comfort, but yeah. comfort doesn't uh, doesn't breed growth, yeah. right? Yeah, You need that resistance. So for me, I was like, okay, I don't have a community of support for hunting as an adult. And now just give the listeners a, a full circle. I was 30 years old. I'm 36 now when I took my hunter safety class when I first started hunting. So this is only six years ago. Yeah. So it was at that time. And it was only four years ago that my parents got a divorce and I stopped Mm -hmm. coaching. So just kind of give a timeline on on all these different events. Still somewhat
0: fresh. I mean, you're, you're, you're not that far removed.
1: Yeah, no, it's so fresh. And so I started uh, hunting specifically black bears. In the state of Washington, because black bear season opens up August 1st hmm. and in the state of Washington, high school football starts August 16th and you don't start teaching until the last week of August of going back to work and the school starts in September. So I year after year would always go on like a week to 10 day long backpacking journeys to travel. Wow. You know, like the idea of you're on the East Coast, the idea yeah. of doing the Appalachian Trail from top start to finish, like yeah. that called at me. Yeah. But it but it wasn't the fact that I wanted to see the sights. I didn't do this because I wanted to see the sights. And I didn't even really get into hunting because I I wanted to eat the meat. That that literally sure. was the farthest thing from my mind. I wanted to do it because I wanted to see if I could do it. Mm. You know, yeah. why, why does someone run a hundred miles? Because you don't know if you can do it until you try. Until you do it, yeah. Right. And so, yeah. so I started pursuing black bears, which going back to my youth, my very first backpacking trip, I was seven years old and it's ironic that we're talking about this because I'm literally writing an article about this right now for a oh, cool. magazine. Seven years old was my very first backpacking experience. I went 19 miles. At seven years old, wow! And I was with my older brother, my father, and some uncles. I don't know how far you journey when you're seven years old. That's a long time. That's and long. little kids miss their moms, and little <laughs> kids get scared of the woods. And They're bored. You're, and, you're,
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> well, I, I was never bored because right. I was seeing, experiencing things that sure. like blew my mind. On the very first night of that hunt, back when I was seven years old, and and this is, I'm I'm calling out, I'm calling out this guy. I'm not going to share his name, but this, everything, there's a ripple effect. Everything Mm -hmm. you do, every action has an equal and opposite reaction. One of my uncle's buddies, who I don't really know to this day, came with us on that, that hike. Night one. Of I don't I don't even know how many days it was to cover this distance. He pretended to be a bear <laughs> in the woods outside my tent. It freaked me out. I bet. I thought as a seven-year-old boy, this brings tears in my eyes. As a as a father to my children, all I want to do is protect them. Mm. And I felt vulnerable and scared thinking that a black bear or a bear was going to come get me in the middle of the night in the woods. And I had no idea where I was. My father, I don't know where he was. I was a scared little boy, Hmm. fearful of my life. And that was my first experience backpacking. Wow. And so fast forward, to to this journey of now not only am I pursuing hunting really I think what it is is I'm pursuing conquering my fears Mm, yeah and the beauty of the irony of it all is that the first animal that I can put and dedicate a lot of time to is bears Mm. and so I ended up shooting my very first animal that I shot that big game animals because I, I shot coyotes or sure. did it, or maybe a, a pheasant or something like that. Like, you know, smaller stuff that sure. maybe is not as impactful, but I, I shot my very first animal I shot was a black bear nine miles deep into the back country. Wow. And I was in that camp in my tent, the very first night being up there having my rifle with me, being like, I'm here. I'm going to shoot my first bear. And yet laying in my sleeping bag, freaked out of my mind that a bear was going to come into camp that night. <laughs> and I had to constantly wrestle with my own thoughts. Mm. And this is the, the inner voice that I said, I am constantly having this dialogue with myself. I'm like, no, if a bear comes into camp, that just made it way easier Right. Shoot it, yeah. And, and, you know, <laughs> it's like, well, that that seems easy. I was I was thirty years old, thirty one years old. No, this was four years ago. So this, I was thirty two years old, wow. scared out of my mind about bears coming into camp when I'm out there trying to find them. Needless to say, I shot my first bear. I was scared to touch it. I was scared to walk up on it all this stuff in the moment that I put my hand on that bear and actually before, let me back up. When I, when I got ready to shoot my bear, I locked eyes with it. I had a spiritual connection with the black bear that I shot mm. and every life slowed down into slow motion. And I remember holding up my rifle and this bear and you know, typically in the for the, all of you on the East coast that don't understand like the West coast hunting style, you know, a typical shot on a black bear in the mountains is going to range anywhere from 300 to 500 yards. I shot this bear at 30 yards. Oh, wow. So when I say I locked eyes with it, it was right across from me. Yeah. And I locked eyes with it and like, like some type of spiritual connection, energy connection. Mm. I saw the fear that that bear had in its eyes. Mm. And instantly I was like, wow, this bear's more afraid of me than I am of it right now. I'm, but I'm conquering my fear. I'm facing my fear.
2: Yeah.
1: And so when I laid my hand upon that bear for the very first time, a rush of emotion came over me that I can't even describe. Hmm. And so I really find, I, I, I say I found myself in the mountains because backpacking wasn't, wasn't the, didn't lead me to the path. It was, I had to face my fears and conquer my fears. And it turns out for all you listeners out there, like black bear beats, phenomenal. I love it. So don't, <laughs> don't, if you, if you question that, like just understand that. Yeah. Like,
0: yeah, you're not getting yeah, just a waste. You're yeah. It, it, yeah,
1: you're, yeah. Yeah. And not, not just that, but like, there's a reason why I'm pursuing it in multiple reasons. It's an and life. It's not a but life or an or life, right? It's not, it's either this or that it's this and that this and that I fulfilled my own soul through facing my fears, through putting myself in uncomfortable position through all of this stuff. And so going back to the community aspect, I realized how hard it was to actually learn how to hunt as an adult. And people want to, you know, are willing to, like, take a kid fishing, take a kid hunting, you know, Mm. little kids, little kids, get them hooked at a young age. Totally agree. And not or, right? (laughs) And there are adults out there looking to gain the knowledge and experience to be self-reliant and to be able to feel like a man for the very first time to know that they can provide for themselves and their families that goes far beyond just the, the ability to squeeze a trigger and kill an animal. Yeah. And so I realized maybe it's the teacher mentality in me. Maybe it's just my calling in life. Maybe it's a combination of everything. I realized that there's gotta be more people out there like me.
2: Mm -hmm. And
1: so I created social, a social media platform, a website, and it was all about hunter recruitment and mentorship wow yeah and by me having the courage to put myself not only in the position to kill that bear and pursue my dreams it also i had the courage to then put myself out there and say this is what i do not know who else doesn't know this come join me come build a community with me to the point now where i do community events And I, my very first community event was, was a year after I killed that bear because of the timeline and I had 13 people show up who I didn't know who just showed up because they followed my Instagram account or my Facebook account, Yeah, but they were drawn towards it. And now this last, the last event that I had prior to coronavirus attacking America Um, I had almost a hundred people at it and we raised almost $5,000 for Seattle Children's Hospital.
0: Oh, awesome.
1: And I've turned it into fundraising events and community building events where these people, they can hear my story, but they're there to shake hands and look eye to eye with another person. And, you know, maybe they don't have, you know, it doesn't even have to be about hunting. Yeah. It's a, it's an environment that is welcoming. Allowing I'm opportunity that. for people to expand their mind, their community, their relationships. And then that was awesome. Washington Backcountry was what it, what it's called. And you can go to wabackcountry.com to like, if you are pursuing the hunting aspect. But there's also more in my, my soul because I was like, well, this isn't just it. Mm. Like, okay, cool. I killed an animal and, and I want to be a great hunter. Like it says, you know, Nimrod in the book of Genesis, Nimrod was a mighty hunter before yeah. the Lord, you know, like, I want to be a great hunter. Everything I do, I want to be great at it. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't like mediocre. Yeah. Not that mediocre, <laughs> you, you know, like if I'm going to do it, I want to do it and I want to do it. And this is where I'm starting to grow also is I want to do it with a first place mindset, not a second place mindset. Mm. And yeah. so this is where I'm now expanding even more. So. But I needed an outlet for more than just hunting. Mm-hmm. And so I created the Soulful Hunter podcast because there's something about the wilderness and and that allows you to be still and know that he is God. Yeah. To be still and know that you are you. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know who you are, no better way to find it than to be still mm-hmm. and allow the opportunity and the, the room. For you to to feel and find who you are, yeah. Then being in the wilderness, um, and and just to add on that is that being a participant in the wilderness is a lot different than being a, an observer in the wilderness. So that is kind of my full story in a in a roundabout way. Wow. And it's and it's still going. It's still to going. The point, yeah, you know where I started the soulful hunter and have connected with you because even though your story and you're not, you want to consider yourself a hunter right now. However, your story resonates with me and mm. for the listeners. And this might be a, a nice dive into sideways. Yeah. When I heard your Buffalo story, I was, I was blown away because I've never heard the Buffalo story told the way you tell it. Mm. I heard my father taught me and he would always say, that you got to be like a buffalo in a snowstorm. That's it. That was the context. You, Johnny Mac, need to be like a buffalo in a snowstorm. <laughs> and I was like, okay, okay. And and what I took away from that is that you need to just stand there and take it. Mm. And, and then, then it gives me flashbacks to being spanked as a child where you need to just stand there and take it.
0: Yeah. Or yeah.
1: if you are someone who's physically abused or emotionally abused or mentally abused or mm. abused in any way, you need to just stand there and take it. Mm. Yeah. That's not healthy.
0: No, it's not. No.
1: It's not it's not healthy. And so I've now been able to reevaluate my life and hearing your story and mm. the way it impacted me and learning about a buffalo runs into the storm. It doesn't stand there.
2: Right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: There is a huge difference in that. And so yes. I have been, you know, my soul has been thirsting for community in an aspect that wants to challenge and face the storm and grow and, and become better. And there's no coincidences in life that you, Tim, and I have, have connected and we're building. And we're actually, you know, to give away a surprise, we're going to be starting a soulful series here. That's right. On we on are. The <laughs> podcast, but.
0: Before we so jump that into awesome. that, uh, I, yeah. you know, I actually wrote down here when you were speaking about like some of that stuff about the community and other things. Is like I wrote down, you know, just to remind you or to thank you more than anything and honor you for, for not just uh, taking it, not just taking the pain, not just taking the loneliness, not just taking the lack of community, but to step into that and face it. Kind of like to your point of like your dad was like, oh, you just got to take it. Um, and that the listeners don't just have to take the pain. They don't just have to take the loneliness. They don't just have to take the lack of community or whatever it may be in their life. It's like, no, you can step into that. You can run through it and get through it to the other side. And so by facing it, by dealing with it um, head on and not just standing there and like, I got, uh," you know, that that never works, right? It just uh, just doesn't work that way. So yeah, Soulful Series, man, super excited about that. Uh, (laughs) Johnny is inviting me onto his podcast. We've, We've done an episode already, a recording, but we're gonna do what's called the Soulful Series. And um, I'll publish it here. uh he'll publish it on his as well. It's a fun little project man i'm I'm excited about it and um but before we go any further with that, I just wanted to say thank yeah. you, man for your vulnerability your openness in this this episode. I mean, we've hit on some some really deep stuff. We hit on some stuff i i you know I hope this settles <laughs> well with it. the listeners, right yeah I mean, like this uh, is know.
1: <laughs> you didn't know what you're getting into. With that. Yeah. Right.
0: <laughs> so um, but thank you for that, man. I thank you for um, just really sharing uh, openly and fully and yeah. uh, authentically of like w- the situation and how, how it's actually shaped and formed you and shaping and forming you. Right. Because you and are it, just <laughs> coming out of it, you know, and you're on yes. that journey. And that's why I say I'm so thankful to be on that yeah. journey with you as you you know, distance yourself from, you know, that the pain and the the, the other stuff that's still there. Um, and yeah, man, I'm excited about the future. I'm excited about yeah. uh, a bunch of different things. I'm not a hunter yet, but I, I, let's say I'm a hunter. I just haven't gone on a hunt um, as, you know, Yeah, as of late. So
1: you, you have it in you. You yeah. just got oh, to acknowledge I, yeah. it and go for it. Uh, I do want to say just a couple things before we we wrap this bad boy up. And if I never faced my storm and if I don't continue to face my storm moving forward, then I'm robbing the world Mm. of all the goodness that is meant for the world through me sharing my experience. And I want you listeners to understand this, that when you, are hiding things or when you sweep things under the rug or where you have self talk and say, ah, my story doesn't, isn't important or my, you know, this, this didn't happen to me. So then it doesn't really matter. Everything, everything about who you are as an individual is important. And when you share it with the world and maybe, and when I say the world, I mean, you outside of your head, yeah. right? Maybe Rubber it's it, maybe maybe it's journaling. Maybe it's uh, recording your own voice. Maybe it's telling your spouse. Maybe it's telling your best friend or whatever that community is. But the minute that you step outside of your own head
2: mm-hmm.
1: and share your experiences, you're going to be blown away with how many people have either had that same experience and or have compassion and empathy for you in your experience and want to support you in a lot of ways but until you address it it's never going to happen so it doesn't matter whether it's the smallest of things in your life you're like oh well that doesn't really matter that was a long time ago or whatever like man me talking about my childhood made me like start having a hard time breathing and start tearing up and like the beginning of this podcast was horrible to listen to because, because I was such a mess, but I want you to understand that everything you are inspired. You are created in the image of God Yeah. and everything about God is good. Everything. So the minute that you stop sharing who you are and what's happened to you is the minute you stop sharing the love of God. Mm, That's good. Because, if you like, like the old Bible and I, I don't know if your podcast is really like Bible driven or not, or, or whatnot, but I just want to share. My yeah. I mean, Hey, yeah. we don't
0: shy away from it. That's for sure.
1: So the whole, like, do you remember the song, if you're raised in the church, like uh, don't hide your, your candle yeah. under a bushel. Oh, oh no. no. <laughs> oh no. You know, the minute that you, you hide your light. Yeah. You, the minute that you, Decide, no, I'm not going to share my light with the world is the minute that this world becomes a darker place. Yes. So when we are in a position of being true to who we are, Mm. is the minute that we let our light shine in this world and this world becomes a brighter place. Yes. You want to cast out darkness? Like Benjamin Franklin said, instead of cursing the darkness, light a candle. Mm. Be the light in this world. That you want to also see because it opens the door and creates space for other people to then journey with you yeah. and become a healthier, more loving, more fulfilling place, life, person. I mean, the list goes on.
0: Yes. Yes. So
1: so be of good cheer because because life is good. Life happens for you you know i've i've had multiple conversations with people where they've talked about being being raped or being beat or all these horrible horrible things and i think about it and i'm like until you address it yourself and shift your mindset cuz listen life sucks at times <laughs> life really sucks at times but it, it doesn't have to suck all the time yeah. It is the mindset. And so the minute that we can face our storm is the minute that we get to be filled with courage and then it allows it to just keep building and building like a snowball effect and then you're unstoppable because you've you've opened the door and, and shared shared the way for you and so many people to join you.
0: So good, so, man. I can't find a a better way to wrap a bow on this uh, this episode <laughs> than that right there. I, I'm not going to even try. Uh, that was so beautiful and so good. It's so true. We need to be the light that we want to be. Um, and light dispels the darkness. And so I yeah. love that. So listeners, uh, if you want to dive into Johnny's world, Johnny's um, And You've made it this far. Thank you for making it this far (laughs) in the podcast (laughs) because this one's been uh, an interesting one, but I love it, man. I love it. I love the openness. I love us being just able to open and share and just being real and so uh, but definitely follow him on instagram the soulful hunter podcast and on facebook the soulful hunter podcast as well check out his youtube channel the washington Backcountry channel and then uh soulfulhunter.com you can also just uh follow follow me as well you're going to be seeing a lot of johnny on my site as well so i think both of us are connected right now so i
1: will i will say this um i will say this that Washington Backcountry and Soulful Hunter are tied together, yes. so you end up finding each other. Um, so if you go to w a backcountry.com wa like the state of Washington, that is the face of Washington Backcountry. If you go to soulfulhunter.com, it's a different landing page, but it's all within the same exactly. uh, same puzzle right there. So, guys, if you're into more of the hunting aspect, look me up. I'd love to get you connected and get you plugged in or and all that but if you're also looking for that soulful side i'm ready to journey with you because that is what what i've realized is i I really call for and and seek for so tim thank you so much for having me on your your show man man. i really the inspired way baby you inspired me man just by you putting yourself out there on social media i saw that smiling face and (laughs) with you in front of your buffalo and i was like something about that 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 visual that i saw i was like dude it connected with me. And so I was like, all right, I got to reach out to
0: this guy. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for reaching out. It's uh, been a pleasure to journey this far. And we've got a long ways to go, my friend. We've got a long ways to go. So (laughs) absolutely. Thank you so much. You're welcome, brother. You're welcome. And listeners, uh, thank you for tuning in this week. And always remember to continue to face your storms with passion, strength, and courage. Hey, my friends, I hope you really enjoyed today's episode. If you did, do me a huge favor and head on over to iTunes. Leave me a rating and review. That will definitely help us get this message out to more people. Also, if you haven't done so already, let's connect. You can connect with me on my website, timdouglasinspires.com, and or on the social media sites, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. Let me know that you listened to the podcast, and that's how you found me. Lastly, stay tuned for more to come, and I definitely want to thank you again for subscribing, for sharing this with your friends, leaving a review, all that good fun stuff. So until next time, go out there, face your storms, make your difference in the world, and we'll see you next time on the Inspired Way podcast. Thank you.